Good morning. This is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. Uh, just going to touch on touch on an issue today that's uh, hit home for me this year and uh, suicide. So uh, you probably, depending on your age, you've probably uh, known somebody or heard a story from somebody you know of somebody in their family, maybe a friend, a relative. Uh, who has committed suicide or knows someone who has committed suicide. So um, I've known in my lifetime quite a few who have committed suicide, several that I've, I've uh, I'd say two that I've witnessed uh, up front and uh, several that I've been a part of uh, as far as walking in or, or seeing it uh, after the fact. So it's kind of a big kind of a big topic for me. Um, I, I, you know, I've had, a, I've had quite a few good friends that have committed suicide, whether it be by overdose or, uh, hanging or, uh, firearm. Uh, it's, it's tragic. It's, it's sad. Um, you can't go back on, on what has occurred in, in, in the situation. You can't, you can't talk a person down who, in my opinion, who has got their mind set on doing something like that. Um, it takes somebody, uh, you know, this is, this is kind of hard talk. So uh, if you're not really, if this isn't the, the talk for you or the, or the topic for you, you might want to kind of step out. I'm, I'm pretty real about uh, certain, certain subjects and topics. This is one of them. And um, so for, for, for the sake of discussion, it takes somebody with a lot of damn balls to be able to take their own life. There's a lot of people that will talk about it. There's a lot of people that will threaten it. Uh, emotional, you know, if people get depressed, they have other uh, mental health issues. Uh, they'll discuss it, threaten it, use it as a, as a tool to manipulate people into getting their way. Uh, addicts use it quite a bit. Um, but I'm going to be real. Uh, to put a gun to your head, and, and then to actually pull the trigger takes balls to, to in, in other fashions, um, you know, you've heard, I've heard of suicide where people have lit their house on fire. That's gotta be horrific. Um, drownings, uh, somebody just tried to try to jump in a, in a body of water and drown themselves, uh, by, by just stop breathing, go to the bottom type thing, whatever it may be. Uh, there's just such horrific ways that, that people can end their lives hanging and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, it, it, to do it, to, to commit to, to, to planning it, premeditating it, thinking it out, you know, knowing full well the person, no matter what their mental capacity may be, they, they are, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's, it, it, it's a selfish decision. It is a selfish decision. Um, you're not, you, you, whether you're, you thought about, which I think in most cases, these people have thought about the ones they love and care about, and maybe they're just too, too deep into a mental state. Uh, or a, a mental issue that they can't they can't break through and really see the big picture of people do care about them people will miss them people do love them uh, these people are cared for and have support for anything uh, if they would reach out and talk to somebody about the thoughts and emotions and feelings and how strong they are uh, they would get help um, but it, it takes balls to do to commit to to taking your own life and uh, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit, uh, back in, uh, and I don't, I'm not sure the exact year, 0304, I want to say, let's see, well, 0405, maybe 0405, 
around 0405, uh, I believe. Um, my sister actually, uh, a man she was dating, which is my nephew's father, uh, took his own life. Um, I, I was not in the picture at the time. Uh, the story I received was um, my sister, he, he was, my sister had left him. She was uh, moving on. Um, the relationship wasn't working out. Um, he had great feelings for her and the child and, and my, my nephew and felt that uh, she was not going to leave and, and he didn't want her to leave. And so he, he ended up, you know, he called her and, and made mention. And then at some point, uh, I believe she was in the house taking a shower. The man showed up. Um, she asked him to leave. He left. There was a phone call made. And uh, as far as I know, she was on the phone with him when he took his life and he did shoot himself. Um, horrific, horrific scene. She, she still had, you know, she had just, just moved out. There was kids involved. Uh, she, she still had property there and was tied to a lot of things financially with him. So she still had to go there, clean up, deal with that, that scene and that house. And, um, it just, just a horrific situation. People get blamed on all sides, you know, his family's blaming her and, you know, it's, it, then there's people coming in just trying to scoop up for financial gain, everything that person had. Uh, it, it's so ugly. Um, you know, death, death in any way is an ugly situation. Uh, suicide is one of those that is just, it astounds me. Uh, now being honest is, is, has there ever been a situation in my life where I've been that down? Yes. Uh, have I ever had those thoughts of like, man, I could just end it. This is horrible. Why do I go on? Sure. Um, you know, let's be honest. Um, it's occurred. Uh, and I think, I think in, in a normal person's mind, maybe it has. Uh, or maybe everybody has those thoughts, but it's not to the point of they're actually committing to it. And some people obviously have a, a better state or capacity to, to retain the fact that uh, it's it's not worth it. Uh, and, and a lot of people just enjoy life and love living. And, you know, death is, is something that's it's very far from them. And especially when it's about taking their own life, um, you hear about death by, you know, death by cop, you know, forcing the police, forcing the police's hand into shooting you. And um, there's just so many different horrific ways you hear about it. People jumping from buildings, uh, just just endless uh, nonsense. Just just currently this year, uh, still still pretty hard on my heart. A uh, good friend and neighbor of mine uh, took his life, and I won't get into many details with that because out of respect for his kids, who I, who I love and respect, they become family to us. Uh, he was family to us. Uh, this is a gentleman who would uh, check on check on my son, check on my wife. Uh, anytime he walked by or drove by, he would st either stop or wave or have a discussion. We would invite him over many, many times. Just an absolute great guy, heart of gold. Um, and he just uh, was going through a divorce. Uh, the, the, the wife decided that she didn't want to be with him anymore. She, she had just been through some health issues. And at that point, she she decided to, to leave and uh, they, they he, he wasn't ready for that. He, I think it kind of sideswiped him and he loved her a lot. He helped her through all this medical cancer, the whole nine. Uh, it just came to a point where she was ready to leave. And when she left, it kind of, I guess, got a little nasty as far as the way she left. The, 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 uh, left him a letter, just kind of really nasty. Um, and and uh, that's kind of how it panned out. So they made an agreement. He ended up buying her out of the house, you know, wanted to stay. Uh, at first, didn't want to stay, then decided he would stay. Me and him had a few discussions about staying. 
Um, his, his kids were involved. His sons were involved directly with what was going on the whole time. He kind of updated them. And then he'd kind of come over here and talk to me and cry on my shoulder. Uh, and, and I love, I loved that he would come over and discuss these things with me. I mean, he, 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 he was very, a very good neighbor, very good friend, looked out for our family. And, uh, he, uh, the, they finalized the divorce and, the, and, and, or tried to through their attorney and the COVID thing hit and it didn't never really got filed properly, but, but that's a whole nother story. So he ended up, uh, one day we, we had seen him several times kind of acting kind of odd. He called, he, he talked to my wife about giving her some stuff and I was at work and wanted to give me some, some items that I thought was very peculiar. Um, he did, he, he gave her a few like this weed barrier and just, just some odd stuff that, that, you know, it's like, why is this guy in the midst of everything he's got going on emotionally? And, and why is he just giving away stuff? And it just red flagged me uh, while I was at work. I told my wife, I said, let me, let me come home and, and then I'll discuss this, you know, what, what the stuff is, but tell him right now, I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, because I, I just got a bad feeling. And so, you know, he had told us for weeks that he was alone. He was depressed. He was, he was having some issues. I mean, it was, it, there was flags there that we, 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 after the fact knew and heard and read and read into, and, and we could kind of picture, you could almost put it together after the fact where he started giving stuff away and kind of acted, acted weird, got really distant with our family, um, and even his family. Um, so it was kind of, it was just really strange that, that after the fact, we recognized all these signs, but before we just, we didn't see it. Uh, you know, we loved this guy. We, we knew he was going through a hard time. We were working, we were doing things, but, uh, we, we cared about him deeply. And, uh, he decided one day that, uh, and we're not sure exact day where we, we kind of, kind of narrowed it down, but we're pretty sure it was, uh, I was mowing the lawn one day. And I was going to go over to talk to him and, and he, he come out, he used to always come out and bring an extra chair out when he wanted to talk or when he, he wanted company. And so that was kind of the, you know, our go-to sign, like, okay, he needs company. And uh, he did, he put his chair out. I was mowing and I got done mowing and I stopped over for a minute and, and I just had just enough time to just say a few words to him. And we just kind of hung out and he, he reminded me he's lonely and, and, and really, really hurting deep down. He's just really hurting and in a bad place. And, and I told him, you know, Hey, I got to run home, you know, um, Go, go have dinner, talk to the wife. You know, I just got off work, just mowed the lawn, ran home. And that was it. That was the last day that I personally um, spoke to him and, and actually saw him. And he, uh, we found him on, a, his son actually had come over. I guess they were calling him several times, couldn't get through on his phone. Um, and, and so his son had come over and, to see how he was doing. The front door was wide open and you could see him on the floor. He yelled. I jumped the fence, ran. My wife yelled for me. I ran over, jumped the fence, ran over there. He asked his son asked me to go in because he kind of knew what was going on, but he didn't want to see it. And so I went in and uh, he, he had took his life with a firearm and um, shot himself in the head. And it, it was it was bad. It was, you know, it was not the scene. I, I've, I've witnessed this before. I'd seen this before. Uh, I, I have medical training, had been around uh, a lot of bad, horrific, traumatic uh, injuries and, and gunshots and stuff like that throughout my life. So, you know, uh, I, I'm able, my wife knows, I'm, I, you know, she, she talks to people about how I am and I, I kind of have a light switch for my emotions. And that's kind of what happened. I kind of clicked those emotions off uh, and what went in checked him, uh, came back out, let his son and his, his wife know who was there to, to go ahead and call 911. Let's get somebody there, but he's passed. And 
so he, you know, he, he, let's make sure. So I ran back in, we did a double check. I checked his pulse and it came back out and let him know for sure he's passed. Uh, there's nothing, nothing we could do from that point. And, and he was, he had obviously been there for at least 24 hours. And uh, let me tell you, uh, it was horrific. It was, it was an absolute nightmare um, to, to walk into that. Not, I mean, just for his family, but for me, uh, to, to relive some, some, it just kind of brought up a lot of memories of things I had been through. Um, you know, this, this talk, just talking about it right now is kind of therapy for me, um, to be honest. So again, love, love that man. Uh, just a great guy, uh, took his life in the middle of, of depression, divorce, COVID, uh, just a lot of fears, a lot of loneliness. Um, but, uh, I just want to get back to the point of, of what we're discussing suicide. And, and, you know, I'm looking, I'm just looking at some base facts here. Uh, just, and toward the beginning of the year, I had another friend of mine, uh, hang himself in Florida. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not throwing names out there out of respect for family. Um, it, it's still hard it, for me as, a, as friends with these people. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to, to even really kind of put it out there, but I'm putting it out there because I feel like there's a need for, uh, the awareness, uh, suicide awareness. I think there's a, a need for us to be more acute and in, in tune with the people we love and care about around us and their mental state and capacity. Uh, I feel like th- it, this needs to be talked about um, because people are still going to do it. They're still going to commit suicide. Um, and and it's hard to say it can be prevented. Because if a person's going to take their life, they're going to take their life. That plain and simple. They'll find a way. Um, so you can't, you can't go, you know, if only I had a moment to talk to him. Or you can't feel guilty that it's your fault. It's not your fault. Um, the emotions and the loss are deep. But it's never your fault when someone takes their life. Even if, you, if they, they point blank put a finger in your face and tell you, I'm going to do it because of you. It's not your fault. They are making a decision and they are mentally not in a stable place when they make that decision. And should they commit suicide and blame you again, it's not your fault. Um, and, and the bit, the first emotion originally when my, my sister had gone through her, her ex's, uh, suicide was she blamed herself. Uh, the family blamed her. Uh, I think she lived with that guilt for a little while. Uh, when, when my friend that I just spoke of passed away, uh, from suicide, uh, his family, everybody blamed the ex. Um, and, and did she play a part in some of the emotions? Sure. But, but did she commit, did she actually drive him to that act? I don't know. That's not my, my place to say, but, um, I like to believe in my heart that, that, that everyone has a choice. And, and when you're mentally unstable, sometimes you don't have control over your choices and i think that's part of what suicide and the sickness is i call it a sickness that's part of what it is and it it's nobody's fault that another person did that it's just like it's nobody's fault that somebody's using drugs uh that person's making a a choice to actively use whether they're addicted or not that that's what they're choosing to do um and uh, you know, I have my opinions on how an addict works, but with suicide, you know, this is 100% a hundred percent mental uh, problem. This is this is somebody who who has it in their head that it's it's basically a lack of respect for their own life, lack of respect for life in general. Um, 
and it gets short so they get short-sighted they get short-sighted to and what i mean by that is they get short-sighted into how this affects the people they leave behind um and it becomes a mess that everybody else has to clean up um, on many levels uh financially uh you know when you have kids and grandkids and and there's so many questions there's so many unanswered questions uh, it just becomes insane. So real quick, I'm just going hit, to hit some additional facts here about suicide in the U.S. This is just in the U.S. Uh, the age-adjusted suicide rate from 2018 was 14.2 per 100,000 people uh, committed suicide. The rate of the suicide is highest in middle-aged men. In 2018, men died from suicide 3.56 times more often than women. On average, there, there are 132 suicides per day. 132 people a day in the U.S. are dying by taking their own life. And I'm sure that number is probably a lot higher right now during COVID and with the, you know, everything shut down and people's losing their businesses and their families are falling apart. Um, I'm sure the numbers are probably pretty much higher than that. Uh, white males accounted for 69.67% of suicide deaths in 2018. In 2018, firearms accounted for 50.57% of those, of those deaths. Uh, and I'm going to just put a side note in there. I don't blame the firearm. Uh, if I'm if, if someone's going to commit suicide, it, they don't they don't necessarily have to have access to a firearm uh, just because 50 percent of them use a firearm, because that's probably in, in most people's mind, the quickest way to go, uh, the painless way to go. Uh, that does not mean that guns are to blame. That does not mean, oh my gosh, uh, between homicides and suicides, it's the end of the world. It's the gun's fault. Uh, fire, it's, if you are mentally unstable, you shouldn't be having a firearm in the first place uh, for the safety of the people around you and the safety for yourself because of suicide. Uh, so that being said, um, there's some other statistics here, some older statistics, but but I think those are the most current that I'm finding. Uh, teen suicide, uh, like I just discussed, there's flags. Um, there's flags we need to recognize. Uh, one of those flags we need to recognize is when someone gets distant. Uh, that's something we, we picked up on this last one after the fact is, is when someone really pushes away or even politely pushes away. I mean, that's kind of how the circumstances were here. Uh, when someone politely backs away from you and there's no reason to, there's been no argument, no disagreements, no just just a very very broad uh just not wanting to be near you uh still polite with you still your friend but trying not to spend any time with you that's a good sign that something's wrong and, and maybe it's not a suicide or uh or the, a mental capacity state like that where, you're, where they're thinking about something like that maybe there's a whole nother issue why they're backing away from you and maybe it just needs to be discussed and brought to the forefront but it's a flag just just you gotta you gotta take every flag you can and try to save a life and again you may not save a life you, you may do your best to save that person and they still may find a way or a time to take their life um but we we should be responsible for looking for the red flags um depression is obviously number one somebody who suffers from high anxiety high depression uh isolation um and, and believe it or not, uh, some of the highest rates of suicide, if you look into some of this, is, uh, I was looking earlier, some people are the happiest people you'll, you'll ever meet. And those people are, you would never guess. It's always, the, that's always the term you hear after a suicide. I would have never thought. I would have never guessed. Because these people, they don't want you to know what they're thinking. 
Um, it's, it's not, it's frowned upon in our society. It should be discussed more. Uh, but of course they're going to put on a smile. Of course they're going to be jolly and happy. Of course they're going to be the, the friendliest person you, you would ever know. Um, you know, everyone has a deep, a deep, dark secret. And, and if you, if you say you don't, you do, it's in your thoughts. Uh, you may not be sharing it with the world, but everybody has something in their mind. That's not, not exactly considered kosher in society. Um, so, you know, that's the big thing is depression, anxiety, somebody that's really happy and joyous that they're not always happy and joyous. Sometimes you really got to reach out deep to people and ask them what, you know, how they, how they're doing. And they're going to give you an answer. Oh, I'm doing fine. Oh, it's, it's been a good day. It's been a bad day. Go deeper, you know, no, really, how are you? Um, you you've got to really reach people and, and be, you've got to commit to, 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 you've really got to commit to being genuine with people and you've got to mean what you're saying and mean what you're doing. So if you're, if you're asking somebody how they're doing, um, for small talk, that's, that's, that's a story. I don't know, but, but if you're, if you're genuinely wanting to know how somebody's doing, you have to genuinely want to know. And, 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 and people know when, when you genuinely, genuinely want to hear or know from somebody, something about somebody. So, you know, be genuine in it. Uh, somebody, just cause somebody's the happiest person in the world does not mean that they're not having suicidal thoughts, having depression, having problems in their life that you don't know about. Um, that is one of the key, key things I'm understanding with it. Um, uh, fr the friend of mine uh, that, that ended up hanging himself, uh, nicest guy you ever met, give you the shirt off his back. Uh, do things for you, uh, help you fix things. Uh, a man of his word, uh, just a great all-around guy. I've known him for years um, since school, since high school. Uh, great, great guy. Um, absolutely. If you were his friend, you were his friend for life. And you would never in a million years, I think everybody that I spoke with about it, it all agreed, you would never guess he would have done that. Um, so you, you just don't know who it is. Uh, there's, there's no label for who it is or what it is. The statistics tell us one thing, but it can be anybody. Um, financial issues usually seem to be a big one. Um, it seems to be higher in, in a lot of the, the white collar kind of business banking type type jobs and stuff. And I think that just back goes back to finances and stuff like that. You, you get a lot of it with addiction, but um, with addiction, it, it runs deep. And, and, and again, that goes back to, to uh, mental, mental problems. You know, we've got, we've got issues. And in this, in this world we live in, we, we don't have that, that help, that support for that. Um, I pray for, for everyone out there to understand that there's help. Okay. So the number one message I want to get across is that there is help. You are loved. There, there is hotlines. There are people, your friends, your family, uh, hear my words, your friends and your family talk, speak up. If you're having these thoughts, even, even on a, you know, in your own mind, the sarcastic joking, ha ha funny, or you're just playing it out in your mind, you're setting the tone for something in, in your, in your mind. You're basically, you're putting energy forth in your mind. That's not healthy. Okay. Um, you need to share those thoughts. Somebody needs to know somebody you trust, somebody you love, somebody you care about that cares about you, uh, and, and, and I know a lot of people will say, well, that's the whole thing is nobody cares. Somebody loves you. Somebody cares about you. You, 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 every person in this world leaves when they leave their house and go somewhere, there's a person that they know or see regularly, 
even if it's not a friend, even if it's somebody at the store or a clerk, there's somebody that people see regularly that they interact with. And on, on some level, there's a connection. Okay. Uh, if you're a person who's very lonely, has no friends, doesn't feel like anybody cares about you, your whole family's gone, dead, uh, whatever it may be, disowns you, somebody you know throughout your daily travels cares about you. Know that. It's true. Uh, whether it be a connection interaction, whether it be a retail clerk, whether it be whatever it may be, uh, reach out there. You can Google a million different hotlines, get, get help. If you're thinking these things, get help. Uh, you know, uh, and like I said, some of this is just an, an emotional package of where we're at. So sometimes we're in a good point in our life and sometimes we're in a, bad, a low spot in our life. And sometimes these thoughts can just come and pass and, and it not be a second thing. Uh, but sometimes uh, people act on this and uh, sometimes, you know, you hear a lot about attempted suicide. So you get people that try to commit suicide and they end up damaging themselves, uh, shooting themselves in the head and living and being being kind of a uh, brain dead or, or you know, uh, just messes them up. Uh, people that jump off buildings and they end up breaking their back paralyzed for life. Uh, you know, there's there's people that will attempt it. Uh, the, the important thing and the message I'm trying to get across is to speak up and get help if you're one of these that are thinking or having the thoughts. Uh, if you know someone that's showing signs of depression and anxiety, find out, be genuine. Are they okay? Ask them. Uh, most people are pretty good judge of characters and can read people. Uh, I know I am. Uh, I, get, I get vibes and I get feelings from, from conversations and people and even sometimes just emotions and, and facial expressions can tell me something. And it's important you ask, you be genuine in asking. Uh, and talking to people that you're concerned about. Uh, if, you, if you have a, a, a little bit of a, a feeling that you're concerned or somebody's not right, your feeling's probably right and there's something wrong and maybe they just need to talk. So I, I recommend everybody do that. Now, again, there's there's 1-800-SUICIDE hotlines, a million of them. Uh, you know, the statistics are online. You can read through it. But my, my goal here is, is awareness. Um, be aware that, that people... You know, we're living in a tough time with COVID. We're living in a tough time. People, people have lost their businesses. Their finances are up, upside down, going through divorces, got kids leaving the house, got kids coming back to the house. Um, we're, we're living in a world where it's a very high depression, very high anxiety, very high stress. And we're, we're, we're very susceptible right now for high suicide rates. So be aware, uh, look out, check up on your friends. Uh, go through your phone. You know, we have these awesome devices that keep us from communicating well with others anymore and, or via text. However you communicate, if you have a phone and you have contacts in that phone and those contacts, whether they're business related or personal, uh, go through those contacts, scroll through. I do it. I do it about once every couple months or so. I remember I'll look for somebody that, but scroll through your contacts, look somebody up, go through your contacts and, and anybody you haven't touched base with in a few months, Go ahead and send them a text. Might be somebody you're like, oh, shoot, he's going to talk to me all week long. You know what? That person might have needed it. You might have saved their life. OK, um, we live in a society where we've distanced ourselves and we're too busy staring at devices, but we're not we're not going to interact. Um, it's fine. Don't interact. But but send a text, send a phone call, you know, be that person, be the bigger person. Roll through your Rolodex, your, your, your cell phone, your contacts. Reach out uh, to every single person. Show some love. Show people you care. Show them you're genuine about their their well-being. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, you guys have a great day. Dean with Two Party Podcast.
uh, signing off. Two-party podcast, we use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to uh, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, it's just a very simple platform. Helps you get your get off the ground. Kind of help you get your podcast moving forward um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that that typically you wouldn't know and you'd have to learn. So it, it does help with the learning curve. So we we really appreciate and use Anchor uh, as well as. As many other platforms we've tried, Anchor seems to be the easiest.